Good morning and welcome to Sunday Morning with Love in Action. I am Ken Tuck. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you are having a good day. Isn't it good to be able to just proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, read, study his word? There is so much bad going on in the world today. Yet you pick up the papers or look at headlines on your favorite news app or you're watching the news on TV and there's so much bad news going on, so much hatred, so much disaster, so much destruction that it's easy to get depressed if you tune into that too much. But when we open up the Word of God and we we receive life and His life and God is doing a lot of wonderful things today. We see it right here at Love in Action, but it's going on around the world and I hope you have been keeping up with what God is doing at Asbury College in Wilmore, Kentucky. Just amazing things that he's doing. It's such a sweet yet powerful move of the Lord going on there. We had the Chosen just wrapped up its season and wrapped it up in the theaters with huge amount of people, large crowds going out to the theaters to watch a movie about Jesus. And so there's a lot of good going on, and we need to focus on Jesus, focus on the goodness of our God and not get wrapped up in the bad things, the evil things going on in this world. Now, we do need to stay up to date. I think it's important to stay up to date with what's going on. Things like over in Syria and Turkey, where the devastation from the earthquake, so we can understand how to pray for people and how to to help with what's going on over there in different places. But let's stay focused on the Word of God. Let's stay focused on the things of God. And when we do, our attitude, our outlook on life is so much better. And today, we're going to talk about the Word of God. We're going to talk about having a hunger for the Word of God and how we need to be in His Word more and more. But before we open up God's Word, let's go to our Heavenly Father in prayer. Father God, we want to just say thank you. You are so awesome. You are so amazing, and we love you so much. But we thank you for first loving us and loving us so much that you sent your only Son, Jesus, to take our place, to take our punishment to die on the cross for our sins, for our disobedience. And then on the third day, you raise Jesus back to life so everyone who believes can have eternal life and not perish. Father, we thank you for making the way for us to come back to you. Lord, thank you for loving us like you do. We praise you. God, we thank you for all that you're doing around this world. Lord, we thank you for the movement that is going on in Wilmore, Kentucky right now, Lord. And just continue to pour out your spirit, we pray, Lord. And just let the flames of revival spread throughout this country and throughout this world, Lord. This world needs you. We need you. I need you. And, Father, just pray that we will seek after you more and more and more in our everyday lives. Lord, that we will be in your word and just devour your word, God. Give us a hunger for your word, a greater hunger for your word. Lord, a greater hunger for your presence. And Father, that we will seek after you above anything and all else, before anyone else. And Father, we thank you that as we draw close to you, you draw close to us, and we all need more of you. So Father, we thank you for this time, and as we open up your word this morning, Holy Spirit, we ask you to come and teach us. Guide us into all truths, and may we be doers of your word and not hearers only. And Father, may we love, serve, and obey you. And it's in your holy name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Let me start off this morning by asking you a question. Do you read your Bible? Do you have a Bible? Do you have a Bible app? Do you read your Bible daily? That's something I encourage people to do often. And if you read your Bible daily, you are unfortunately 
in the minority of professing Christians. There was a study by Lifeway Research in 2019 that said a third of Americans who attend a Protestant church regularly, about 32%, say they read their Bible personally every day. And around a quarter of Americans, 27%, say they read it a few times a week. Fewer say they only read it once a week. That's about 12%. And about 11% say they read the Bible a few times a month. And about 5% says once a month. And close to one in eight, that's about 12%, admit they rarely or never read the Bible. So about 32% actually read the Bible every day according to that research. And that is not good. We should have a much stronger percentage of people reading the Word of God. And especially if we proclaim to be believers, followers of Jesus Christ, we need to be in the Word of God. Because when we are in the Word of God, one, we are learning His truths. We are learning His will for our lives. And we go about the day thinking about biblical truths instead of getting caught up in the lies of the world. And so when we come across situations or things happen in our lives, we're thinking about how to respond to them biblically and not worldly. And so it just really transforms our lives in so many ways. And we need to have a hunger for the Word of God. Let's think about it. God Almighty has given us His Word. The Word of God, the Bible, is the Word of God. It is from God. It was written by man, yes, but God gave those men those words, and it's God's very Word to us. And if you stop and just ponder that fact, it's mind-blowing. God's Word is the authority by which we should live our lives. It's the truth by which we should live our lives. God's Word is infallible. We can trust it. We know it's the truth because it's God's word, and God is a God that cannot lie. So we need to be in his word. We need to have a hunger for his word, and that's what I want to talk about today is his word, and and let's pray for a greater hunger for the word of God and seek his truth and his will in our lives. We're going to look at a lot of scripture today talking about the Word of God. There's so many passages in the Bible that talks about the Word of God. I want to start out with a quote from Jesus, and this is coming out of Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, and this is when he is being tempted by Satan. And Jesus tells Satan, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God, every word that comes from the mouth of God. God's word is so much more important than actual physical food that we eat because God's word feeds our spirit and our spirit is what's going to live on forever. And we need to know Jesus as our Savior and Lord so we can be with him forever. But Jesus makes it so clear. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds forth from the mouth of God. And Jesus, he's the living word. Jesus is the bread of life. Jesus is who we need in our lives. And The teaching that he gives us is just life-changing, life-transforming, not only here on this earth, but for all eternity. So we need to know his word. We need to know this God that we serve, this awesome Savior, risen Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, whom we serve. And from Genesis to Revelation, we get to read about the goodness of God, and we get to see prophecy in the Old Testament fulfilled by Jesus in the New Testament. And his book is just awesome. And I've heard people say, well, I've I've read through the Bible one time, and that's wonderful. We all need to read through the entire Bible. But if we stop there, we, we are really missing out 
because we can't digest, we can't consume everything in one reading. That's why we go back and we read and we study and we dive into his word. We need to get past the surface. There's too many believers are at the surface level, just very basic of the word of God, but we need to dive into his word and dig deep for his truths and for what he is telling us. And when we do that, we fall more in love with him. And then we also have more that we can share with others so they can see how awesome this God is and want to give their lives to him. We read throughout scripture about the word of God and how precious it is, how important it is to us. And Psalms is filled with passages about the word of God. And Psalms 119 is is all about the word. And it's just an awesome chapter to read. It's the longest chapter in the Bible. So if you want to sit down and take a good reading one day, just read Psalms 119. Just awesome, awesome reading. And every time that we sit down to read, let's ask the Holy Spirit to teach us. Because if we just read it like a regular book, it's not designed to read to be read that way. We read it so it can transform our lives. And we want to understand the truths that God's telling us. But I want to read some out of Psalms 119 this morning. And I'm going to start in verses, well, verse 100 and going to read through verse 106. The psalmist writes, I understand more than the aged, and I keep your precepts. I hold back my feet from every evil way in order to keep your word. I do not turn aside from your rules, for you have taught me. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through your precepts I get understanding. Therefore I hate every false way. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I have sworn an oath and confirmed it to keep your righteous rules. Can you just feel the psalmist's passion for the word of God, passion for how important the word of God is to him? You know, he he says, your word is sweeter than honey to my mouth. And he says that your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. We've walked around in darkness before, right? You get up in the middle of the night and walk into get a drink of water, walk into the bathroom, whatever. And if you don't have a nightlight on, it's dark, and it's easy to stumble, stub your toe on the bedpost or something. But God's Word lights up our path for us, our path of life, and helps us to see those obstacles out there, those hurdles that are in our way. And He keeps us from slipping and falling into disobedience to Him. And God's Word is so, so awesome. Too often, unfortunately, people think, well, God's Word is just a list of I can't do this and I can't do that. No, God's word is life. God's word shows us his love, his goodness, his mercy, his grace, his steadfast love, which endures forever. And when God tells us something, look, I don't want you doing this or that. It's for our our own good, for our own protection. But what we get to do is live for almighty God himself. We get to enjoy his presence, almighty God the creator of heaven and earth. He wants us in a personal relationship with him. And that's how it it all began with Adam and Eve in the garden. They were with God, walking with him, talking with him. And then sin, disobedience came in and separated man and woman from God because God's a just God and he can't dwell with sin. But God had already had a plan in place that was to send his only son, Jesus Christ, to take our punishment for us so we can return to him through Jesus and have that fellowship with him, have that relationship with him, and commune 
101 with God. And his word is just, he speaks to us so powerfully, so beautifully. And we just got to get into it and read it, study it for ourselves and hear the word. If it's so great to be a part of a body of believers where the word of God is being taught and being preached in truth and in love and where disciples are being made, and I just can't encourage you enough to find a body of believers to join in with and learn together about God and about living this life for him. Psalms 119 verse 111, I have stored up your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. When we have God's word in our heart, we realize how awesome he is, how much he loves us, and we don't want to sin against him. It's like this one lady was telling, was sharing a testimony with me one time in one of our discipleship classes, and she said that she had a friend when she was young who smoked cigarettes when they were out and you know behind her parents' backs, and when she kept asking this lady to smoke cigarettes, she said, I, I can't do it. And her friend was saying, well, why not? Your parents won't know. And she said, but if they found out, it would break their hearts. She didn't want to break her parents' hearts by doing what she knew they didn't want her to do. And that's the same way with God. We don't want to do things that would break his heart. And that's exactly what the psalmist is talking about here in verse 111. He says that, I store up, my, I store up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Because when we come into that relationship with God, we, we just fall in love with him so much. And the more we learn in his word, the more we grow in knowledge of him, the more we don't want to sin against him because we love him so much. It's not being afraid of punishments because out of love for him. And when Jesus is our Savior and Lord, he has taken that punishment for us. But we don't want to be disobedient to him because we love him so much, and we realize how much he loves us. And that's what the psalmist is saying here. And then in verse 115, I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I mean, the psalmist is just zoning in here. He's zooming in, totally focused on God, and he's going to meditate on the word of God. And he's going to, he says, fix his eyes on God's ways. The only way we can do that is by being in his word and seeing what are God's ways. And when we see them, we're like, wow, God, you are so awesome. And that's one thing why we teach the 50 commands of Christ here at Love and Action, because we want to know what our Lord is telling us. And when we read his commands, we realize, wow, this is awesome. This is an awesome way to live life. And I say that from experience of not living for Christ, because before I came to him, I did things I knew I shouldn't have been doing. I thought I was having a good time. And in the world's eyes, I was. But once I came to Jesus and I started living for him and I started reading his word and studying his word and realizing the love he has for me, the word of God totally transformed my life. And I can say in all honesty, living for him is so much better, a whole lot better than how I was living before I came to him back in 1989. I wouldn't and I won't go back. I want to live for Jesus all the days of my life. And the more I do, the more I love him. And the more I realize how much he loves me. And his word is what tells me that, what tells me more about him. And when I learn more about him, then I experience more of him in this world. It's no contest. Living for him is the only way to go. It's the only way to live. In Psalms 119 verse 18, the psalmist writes, Open my eyes that I may behold 
wondrous things of your law. Again, he's talking about the word of God. He's saying, God, open my eyes. I want to see the wondrous things in your word. And that's why I always pray and ask the Holy Spirit to teach me when I open up his word or even on this broadcast or when I'm preaching or teaching elsewhere. I'm asking the Holy Spirit to teach us and to show us the truth so he he can open up the eyes of our hearts that we can see the truths of God. God's word, and it's wondrous. It is wondrous. The psalmist nailed it right there. It's wondrous, the wondrous things out of your law. And when we see that, again, we just want to, we want more. We want more of his word. And we start developing a great hunger. And that's what I want to encourage you to do. Pray, ask God to give you a greater hunger for his word. Because if we aren't in his word, then we're not, we're not learning more about him. We can't just listen to a sermon once a week and think that that's going to satisfy our spiritual hunger. Because look at it this way. If you only ate food once a week, by the time you got back to that weekly meal, you would be mighty hungry, wouldn't you? Your body would start to break down because you're not getting the nutrition that you need, and you're going to get sick, and you're not going to have a very healthy life at all. And same way spiritually. We have to feed our spirit the Word of God. We have to read and study for ourselves because we need that nourishment. We need that spiritual nourishment. We don't want to starve our spiritual man, the spirit that is within us, the spirit that's going to live forever. These bodies are one day going to give out and will die physically. But what's important is our spirit. What did we feed our spirit? Did we feed our spirit during our life? during our lifetime, the word of God or the things of this world. Because see, the fact of the matter is when that day comes, and we all all are going to face it, when that day comes, did we live for Jesus? Did we believe, receive his forgiveness, or did we deny him? Did we not have time for him? And in that case, then everlasting punishment, hell, is the final destination, and that's forever and ever and ever. But if we live for him now, we confess him as Lord and believe he died and rose again, just like he said, and there's so much proof out there as well, then we live for him. And when we die, we'll go be with him. Just like he told the criminal on the cross, today you will be with me in paradise. And so the second we die, we can go be with him in paradise, be with him in heaven, and be with him forever and ever and ever, never ending. And as we read the word, we see more and more of what he's talking about. More and more that he truly is who he says he is. He truly did what the Bible said that he did. And when we see that and we receive that, we receive life and we receive life eternal. Psalms chapter 19, I'm going to read verses 7 through 11. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is your servant warned, and keeping them there is great reward. So we see the psalmist writing about the word of God, and he's saying it's perfect. It revives my soul. It makes me wise. It's right. It makes my heart rejoice. The Lord's word is pure, enlightening my eyes. And he says that the fear of the Lord is clean and endures forever. And then he says the word of the Lord is true and righteous. And it's 
to be desired more than gold. It's sweeter than honey, sweeter than the drippings from the honeycomb. And there's great reward in keeping the word of God. I mean, when you read that, if you can't just feel the passion of the writer, you need to go back and read it again and just see how he has realized, look, the word of God is everything. And that's how we need to be. The word of God needs to be everything to us. My good brother, Suhail from Pakistan, when he first came over to the U.S., he said, brother, people treat the Bible like trash sometimes. I'm like, what are you talking about? And he said, well, they just throw it on the ground or toss it around and pile things on top of it. And I got to thinking that, you know what, you're right. The, the Word of God's not being revered. It's not being treated like it should be. And we need to treat God's Word as holy because God is holy and His Word is holy. And we need to have reverence for His Word and not just throw it around like it's another book or it's a piece of trash because it's not. It's the living Word of God live and active, sharper than a two-edged sword. And his word is so good. And just like the psalmist wrote there, his word is perfect, his word is right. And it's so much sweeter than honey. And it's so much more to be desired than gold. In heaven, we'll be walking on gold. That's what the streets are paved of, the Bible tells us. So we need to chase after him. Seek him first above all else, above anything this world has to offer. Because this world has a lot that throws at us, and a lot of it will look good. But we need to choose Jesus and follow after him first and foremost. Let's go to the New Testament for a moment, and let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 through 17. Now, this is the Apostle Paul. He's writing to Timothy, who he has discipled and mentored and trained. And he, he tells Timothy here, But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed no one from whom you learned it and how from childhood you have been acquainted with sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. See how much the word of God does for us? Word of God is it is good for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. And when we are in his word, then God will make us complete and equipped for every good work. And we see that Paul wrote that the word of God is God breathed. And God breathed means God himself is the author. All scripture, every scripture passage is inspired and God gave us his word for good purposes. So Again, confirming, Paul is confirming here that this is God's word. There's no doubt about it. God has given us his word, and we need to be in his word. We need to be reading his word, studying his word. And again, it says, Scripture is profitable for teaching, for explaining doctrine. Scripture teaches us concerning creation, the fall of man, salvation, and the consummation of all things, you know, the future in God. What's coming in the future? God tells us in his own word what's coming. God's word is useful for reproof, for showing us when we're wrong. It also is beneficial for correction, for making things right. And then Paul adds that it is valuable for training in righteousness, for imparting an ethical framework for life. God's word equips us to serve him and one another. So we need to ask ourselves some questions. Are the purposes for which God gave his word being fulfilled in your life, in my life? Are you growing in understanding of the Bible's teaching? 
Are you open to his reproof and correction? Are you growing in righteousness? So as you ask yourself these questions and answer them honestly and truthfully, then you'll know how your life is going with God. Are you growing in him? Are you becoming mature? Are you still on that milk? We need to move past the milk. Just like a baby. When a baby is born, baby is, is given milk and it moves up to uh, the cereals and, you know, the, the mush food, and <laughs> which doesn't look very good at all, does it? But then as the child grows, he starts eating that first hot dog. <laughs> There's nothing like that first hot dog. And then moves on up and starts eating hamburgers. And as he gets older, one day he'll learn about steak and sink his teeth in a good juicy steak. And that's the meat. That's The meat of the word is what we need. We need to start out as a new believer with that spiritual milk, with the basics. But as we grow in Christ, we need to, the only way we're going to grow is by diving deeper into his word, getting that meat and just chewing on it and filling ourselves with the nourishment of God's word. And I just can't encourage you enough daily be in his word. A lot of people read devotionals, and I there's several devotionals that I read, but don't make that your Bible reading. Use that as a inspiration, as kind of kicking off your day of, of reading God's Word, and then get into His Word. If you're reading the Word, the Bible, through in a year, that's awesome, and I encourage you to do that. But make sure that you're taking time to study His Word as well, because we can't consume everything as we read through the Bible. We can't consume everything at one time. There's so much in there that we have to stop and, and just start studying. So say you're reading through the Bible in a year. Make sure you're taking a few days to take a verse, take some scripture, take a topic even to look at it and study it and see what the whole Bible says about that topic. We teach Bible doctrine and systematic theology here at Love and Action. And what systematic theology does is look at what God says throughout his word, Old Testament to New Testament, about topics instead of just pulling one verse. Systematic theology, we look at the entire Bible and what God says in the entirety about certain subjects. And that's how we need to study the Word of God. And so I just encourage you to take time to do that because you can see in the scriptures that we read this morning that the Word of God is awesome. The Word of God is true, is good. Is, it teaches us righteousness, how to live a righteous life. It's good for our lives all the way around. And we need to know it because we need to know our God. So I encourage you, if you haven't been a reader of the Word, start today. Just take your time. You have to be intentional about it. My time is in the morning. That's the best time for me to get into the Word of God. And there's some other times where, you know, nighttime may be good for diving a little deeper into it. But be intentional about studying the Word of God. Read it, but also study it. Think about it. The Word says meditate on it. So just think about it, pray about it. It's also good to pray the Word. You can op open up Psalms and see some great prayers to pray to God. And I, I read some today out of, out of 119, Psalms 119. So I just encourage you, open up His Word and get involved with it. Uh, again, be involved with the body believers who have discipleship classes. In other words, just teaching you about the Word of God, teaching you how to live this life. You can check out our Love and Action School of Discipleship. Go to our website, loveinactionministries.com, and click on the link for our Love and Action School of Discipleship. We just started DM Squared, which is our first class in the curriculum that we teach here at Love and Action. 
And DM squared stands for Disciples Making Disciple Makers. Wonderful study of basic scripture and teaches you how to also teach others. And we just started the class on Tuesdays at 4 p.m. And since we just started it, I would invite you, if you want to come, come join us. 279 West Main Street, Suite 1 is where our School of Discipleship is located. And that's in downtown Dothan. And we start at 4 p.m. So if you if you're interested, please uh, please come join us. If you'd like to email me, you have more questions. Ken Tuck at loveinactionministries.com. Ken Tuck at loveinactionministries.com. Well, thank you so much for joining me this morning. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day, and I hope part of your day, the rest of your day, is going to be open up the Word of God and start reading, start studying his word. If you hadn't read his word in a long time, I encourage you to turn to the Gospel of John, read the Gospel of John, and then read the Gospel of Luke, and then go to Acts and through the rest of the New Testament, then come back and read Matthew and Mark. But also along the way, as you're reading the New Testament, also go back to Genesis, the first book of the Bible, and start reading there as well. And then take time to just stop and study. And soon I will talk about how to study the Word of God here on Sunday Morning of Love and Action. Hopefully help you out some more with that. But thank you again for joining me today, and may God bless you. Remember that Jesus loves you, and I pray that the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.